Okay, I have thoughts about the title. Breathwork or yogic breath or breathwork, basic breathwork. Anyway. But wait a minute, wait a minute. Isn't there also a sex thing called breathwork? Joking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I'm thinking of breath play. Okay. <laughs> new house I have, a, I have a great closet <laughs> i know i'm really getting to see it right now <laughs> it actually does look like a great closet the fact that you can be in it well it's being lit by my phone so I oh that's really, funny i don't have a light in here so i'm really hoping that my phone battery lasts but that's not what our podcast is about today we have another guest we have a guest hello guest who are you Hello, Tina and Meg. Thank you for having me on your podcast. I'm Nicola Barone. I am a people and culture manager by day and a yoga teacher by night. No, just kidding. That's not real. Ooh, does that um, come with a cape? That is, that would that be is real. Really cool. She's a yoga teacher. Yeah. She's no. a yoga um, teacher by night. I've had the privilege of knowing Nicola for a few years now. And she is in the field of people and culture. She works for the amazing company Shondaland. So she's in the, the uh, world of entertainment. And she comes to us not just because of her expertise in people and culture, but even more importantly, because she's a certified yoga instructor. And she has gone through a lot of training around the practices and art and skill of yoga. And we are delighted to have her here to talk about our massively useful thing, breath and breath work. So delighted because breath is one of those things that you just don't think about a lot of the time because you are busy going about your day and that's kind of just automatic, right? But the quality breathing is not automatic. Right. Right. That's what and you're here to tell us. Yeah. I'm here to talk to you about breathing. And in yoga terms, we call it pranayama. And to break that down literally into its parts, prana means breath or it means life force. So, and yama means to control. Okay. So, so prana means breath or life force? Yeah, so to break it down, prana means breath or life force in Sanskrit, and yama means to control, but I don't love that word. Um, I kind of like to think about it like you're channeling your life force. Or, or your, what about like kegels, kegels for your life force? Kegels for your life force. That is what your breath is. Heart um, kegels for your life force. That is a what heart. Actually, you know um, what? Considering commercial, <laughs> I love the idea of thinking about breath as something we need to not not control, mm -hmm. but to harness, right? And to channel and to use as we want to use it. I I think that's a really lovely way of looking at an activity that we just take for granted, as you were saying. Yeah, and you know, it's one of the you're kind of getting like a two for one because it's one of the quickest and easiest ways to learn to meditate is to focus on your breath. So for beginners to meditation or also beginners to yoga, it's used 
in yoga practices as well. Um, using your breath to kind of bring your attention inward um, and out of your head and into your body is a really quick way to calm yourself down, which is kind of what we wanted to talk about today. Um, using the breath as a tool to deal with stress and anxiety. We don't have any of my opening story. We don't we don't have (laughs) stress and anxiety. anxiety. Who's got that? Life is beautiful. What year is it? (laughs) No We love watching the news. (laughs) (laughs) That's our meditation. Just kidding. No, but it's it ties beautifully in with that with my with that opening story of having any kind of blocks or any kind of impediments to fluency whether that be fluency of thought or speech or physical health, that breath can be so helpful. I know I've been struggling to meditate because I have this idea that meditation should be a certain way. And the times that I'm able to do it, I literally count my breath. Yep. And I inhale for four and I hold it for four Mm -hmm. and I exhale for four. Yep. And just that rhythm keeps me focused yep so yeah I mean I've used it to fight off panic attacks I've used it you know before going to speak in a meeting before going to have a tough conversation with a boss um and you know what's actually happening is it's not just that you're bringing focus to your breath which you are and that's a great tool um but you're actually tricking your body and your brain into activating your parasympathetic nervous system. So what's what that? What the heck does what that mean? That? In our modern modern world, you know, there's a lot of stressors that can activate our fight or flight response to things. And, you know, I think that there's this association with fight or flight with which is just this evolved instinct for, you know, if we're in a life or death situation, but In today's world, most of us are fortunate enough to not be in a life or death situation on most days. Um, But that parasympathetic nervous system, which is when we're in fight or flight, our, our breath is shallow. All of our blood is going to our arms and legs because we're ready to run and our brain's moving at a mile a minute. And when we're triggered in traffic or talking to someone, this is what's this is what can be activated. So when you slow down your breath, you're increasing oxygen to your lungs and you're kind of like tricking your brain into believing like, okay, I'm safe, everything's okay, I'm calm. And you're activating this other nervous system that is the nervous system that's active when you're sleeping or when you're digesting food, when you're resting, when there's no dangers in your area. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's both biological what's happening and it's mind-based. Like, you are bringing your focus to your breath instead of whatever you were focusing on before that was causing the anxiety. And also, you're causing a bodily reaction that is telling your brain that it's okay to calm down breathing is free as opposed to my wine habit <laughs> i picked back up completely it is much cheaper than a wine habit mm-hmm. um but i think the bottom line here is okay so if you if, if you if i want to be like a petulant teenager about it and say okay so whatever so it triggers your parasympathetic 
parasympathetic nervous system, so what? Mm -hmm. I think the so what is, it's a better place to be. It's a better place to make decisions from. Absolutely. feels better. Yeah. When you're making decisions in fight or flight, they're not... They're not good decisions. They're not good decisions. You don't... You don't have... I mean, unless you're Jason Bourne. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, from a physical health perspective also, you know, if your lungs aren't getting enough oxygen, it's going to put pressure on your heart and your lungs. And, you know, I mean, one of the sort of, like, historical beliefs in the yogic tradition, and I don't, you know, I don't know the science behind this, but is that you know, an unhealthy pranayama practice, an unhealthy, you know, breath practice can lead to disease of the mind, body, and the soul. And it's kind of like you're moving that life force, which is your breath, through your body, and you're purifying both your physical body and your mind in doing so. So you don't want that stagnant energy in your lungs. And there are physical side effects of flooding your body with adrenaline and cortisol, mm-hmm. which is what happens the in the fight-flight reaction. Yeah, the stress yep. hormones. Yep, absolutely. And so that made a lot of sense when we had to run away from big, scary animals when we were living in caves. But if that adrenaline, the cortisol, all those other things are triggered every time we think we didn't send the right email to the right person <laughs> or we're in traffic, we are flooding our body with things that have that take a physical toll oh man just when you said traffic just now i literally felt it in my stomach (laughs) because i have to be downtown la tomorrow before eight so i'm really like that felt really real to me (laughs) oh just use public transportation oh wait a minute um but i think Let's, I, I'm, I'm eager to practice this because now I have this, I'm Let's having practice. this fight or flight reaction thinking about traffic tomorrow morning. <laughs> so, Nicola, Real time. Yeah, Nicola, uh, I'm in real time need right now of some pranayama. Pranayama. Think about traffic. I can feel it in like my abdomen, like in yeah. my stomach or whatever mm-hmm. part mm-hmm. of my lower system is happening yeah so driving to downtown LA yeah right yeah I mean I'm even gonna take an uber I just decided (laughs) I'm gonna take that's also an effective you know what I don't want to park parking is like a double cortisol reaction that's double at least double at least yeah but for but for the exercise why don't we assume that Meg has to get in her car and drive in Westwood Mm -hmm. and she has to get in her car and she has to drive during rush hour Mm -hmm. oh on a Thursday which is actually the worst traffic day during the work week really buddy to downtown (laughs) that's your that's our scenario so that's a that's a real scenario yeah yeah teach us teach Meg how to navigate that so we can record future podcasts. Yes. The good news about this breathing technique is that you can literally do it from anywhere. It's very accessible. You can do it in your car. You can do it laying down. You can do it sitting at your desk, wherever you are. The only requirement of this breathwork technique, which is called the three-part breath, is that your abdomen is not compressed. So basically that means... You want to be sitting up straight or laying flat on your back so that your lungs have plenty of space to fill with air. So I should 
so I should take off my girdle. <laughs> take off your 19th century corset yeah. right this minute. Turn it. Okay, hold or on. Or your dirndl. I might need a moment. Take okay. off your dirndl. We invite the listeners to join in as well. So if you're sitting down, sit and put your feet flat on the ground. Preparation is key here. Preparation is key. You want to really think about sitting up tall and, you know, our natural tendency as humans living in 2020 is to be hunched over because we are sitting at a desk or we're sitting in our cars. So or we're looking at our phone or, or we're looking at our phones or in our closet or we're in our closet with a or stack I of Harry Potter books. <laughs> think about spreading across your collarbones so that you're sure that your chest isn't collapsing mm. And your lungs have plenty of space to fill with air. Just just even just that adjustment really changed stuff. Oh, it totally changes it. And what we're going to do, we're going to do the three-part breath. So the reason it's called a three-part breath is because most of us, when we breathe, do what are called chest breaths. And that basically means if you look at your whole trunk, if you look at your stomach, your lungs, and your chest... The breath is only making it to level one. It's only making it to the chest. It's not getting all the way down into your abdomen, and therefore your lungs aren't filling with their full capacity of oxygen. And that's what kind of causes this, can cause this triggered fight or flight response as well. We're going to try to bring attention to our lower belly, our abdomen, by taking our hands and placing them below our belly button and just feeling right there. And go ahead and close your eyes as well. I think it helps. Unless you're driving. Unless Unless you're driving, don't close your eyes. Three parts are going to be first filling the abdomen, then filling the lungs, and then filling the chest. You want it to be smooth going in and out. And with the first breath, I want you to try to fill your hands that are on your abdomen. I want you to try to push your abdomen into your hands as your belly fills with air. We're doing nostril breathing. It serves to activate the parasympathetic nervous system and calm our brain down because it's telling us we're in a state of rest we're safe it's okay so perhaps a future episode on antihistamine (laughs) is an absolutely useful thing yes place your hands below your belly button and after you let out your current breath begin to inhale and feel your abdomen press out into your hands and then feel the breath travel up into your ribs And then feel it travel all the way up into your chest and release it out. Take one of your hands and put it on your abdomen below your belly button. And I'm actually going to have you take the other hand and put it on the side of your ribs where your lung is. We're going to release our next breath. And as we breathe in, we're going to first try to fill all the way deep in the abdomen, feeling the stomach press against your hand up to the ribs and then feel your chest fill with air. And then release the air from the chest, letting the chest drop, feeling the ribs contract, and feeling the belly soften and lower. Inhale again, feeling the bottom hand fill. Inhale all the way deep down into the abdomen, up to the ribs, feeling them expand, up to the chest, feeling the chest rise. And then as you exhale through your nose, feel the chest drop, the ribs contract, and the belly soften and lower, pressing your belly gently into your hand, making sure you get all the air out. And then inhale from deep in the belly, deep in the abdomen, up through the ribs, 
and feeling your chest rise. And then as you exhale, the chest drops, the ribs soften, and the belly lowers. And you just continue on like this, feeling your breath. And you can add counts to it also. You can count and you can count, do five counts. So five counts in, five counts out as you get better with it. And this is something you can really do from anywhere. Um, you want it to flow smoothly. Eventually, once you get used to that feeling in your body, you can release your arms. The reason I had you put your arms on your lower abdomen is so you could feel the feeling of what it's like to breathe when air, your lungs are filling to full capacity. Do you have a recommendation for how many breaths one should take, especially in an anxiety situation? Yeah. I mean, I feel like 10 deep breaths is like kind of standard, but you could do it for as long as five minutes. I mean, you could do it for as long as you feel like you need to. In study, has increased oxygen supply to your lungs by seven times. So you're literally getting seven times more oxygen when you're doing this than you would with a typical chest breath, which is insane. And in a way, it's just the simplest form of it is just bringing awareness to your Mm -hmm. breathing. Yeah. Which really is at the heart of meditation. So for anybody out there who has been struggling with meditation and feels like I'm doing it the wrong way, Mm -hmm. it really truly is as simple and gentle as just breathing in and out. You know, the reason that this can be really hard at first and it can feel really hard for people not to, to engage in any other type of breathing other than upper chest breathing is because... That's that's our normal state. So our diaphragms are actually like super weak because they're not used to expanding and contracting for our lungs to intake air. And so it's a like anything else, like yoga, like meditation, it is a muscle that needs to be strengthened. I mean, I don't expect, you know, people to try this for their first time and be like master breath workers and like get this super easily. It definitely takes practice. Um, well, yeah, I was even noticing as... Um, as you were guiding us through that breath, I was noticing how disconnected I feel with these different parts of my mm-hmm. lungs because the lungs are big. Like you said, they go, you know, kind of all the way down into your diaphragm area. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, wow, it it takes a minute. It yeah. takes a minute to reconnect with that. Yeah, it definitely does. And yet it feels so good. Yeah, it does. You feel You feel like you can concentrate after. Yeah, I know. I say like, if I did this bef- before every meeting at work, like if everyone did it before every meeting, imagine like the place, you know, Zen masters, all of you. Yeah. <laughs> You'd just be operating from such a clearer place. Like your whatever triggers you had going into the meeting, you know, whatever conversations, tough conversations you knew you had to have, you'd kind of be prepared to have those in a way that, you know, you wouldn't have otherwise. I, I wanted to say, too, I, I actually use this, um, I use some mindfulness breathing, not not pranayama, but mm-hmm. I use a, a type of this when I do, when I run meetings, mm-hmm. uh, when I run retreats or off-sites for boards and staff, I have them do this before we're going to enter into what could potentially be a difficult conversation mm-hmm. or just a challenging a challenging and ambitious conversation because a lot of what I do is helping people with 
strategy. Mm -hmm. So this has always helped set the energy, make it a little more Zen in the Mm -hmm. room. And, um, this past, this past month I was, um, at one. And as I led them through the mindfulness at the very end, one of the board members said, Whoa, (laughs) I should be doing that several times a day. Yep. And it doesn't take long. So an act, an act that we take for granted really is a massively useful thing if we just bring a little bit more intentionality to it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's it's an all-purpose wonder, <laughs> wonder drug. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. This was great, Nicola. Thank you so much. This was very very helpful. You enlightened and made it real and turned it into something that we could do instantly and continuously. We really appreciate that. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah, we loved it. And I just think my takeaway is even just thinking that I have three sets of lungs. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you are part alien, so it is very possible. It's true. More than part. It's true. Well, no, not more than part. Well, this has been a great, massively useful thing. Thank you so much, Nicola. Thank you, guys. Thank you to everybody who continues to listen. We welcome your feedback, your suggestions, your comments. We're looking for more guests to join our program in 2020, so don't hesitate to reach out. And you can find us on Instagram at Massively Useful Thing. I am Tina Robinson. And I'm Meg Buzzy. And this has been a massively useful thing. When I was younger, one of my dearest best friends, when he noticed that I was having blocks, he would say, breathe in, breathe out. And it pissed me off. I would think, you're not the boss of me. What I've come to realize is how right he was. And I think that actually pisses me off more. Thing. Raw, 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 creative. Ding.